Vogel makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down, the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. Welcome to the latest edition of the Conquer Local podcast. My name is George Leith, your host, and we are going to wrap up season three, looking forward into season four. And it's not just the fact that we're going from season three to four, it's because we're moving into a new period. And there is this thing in our culture where we set New Year's resolutions. But I want you to be very, very careful. What we are talking about is not something that you do for three weeks and then don't do for the rest of the year. We're not talking, I'm not actually not a big believer in New Year's resolutions because the vast majority of us set them and then don't put the rigor in to following them and adjusting what those resolutions might be. Because I think there's this thinking that a New Year's resolution is a goal. But what we're really going to do today is dig into goal setting. So we're going to share those learnings in a few moments when we return goal setting as we look into the new year. How do you make your best year ever in 2021? We'll goal set. We'll build out some methodology after this on the Conquer Local podcast. Six years ago, I'm sitting in a restaurant in New York City, and a gentleman that I had been doing business with for a number of years invited me for lunch. And uh, typically, we'd had three of these lunches annually in March, and typically, you know, he'd buy, uh, which was kind of nice. He had exited from a couple different companies and loved to show me his Amex black card. But anyways, this gentleman, his name's Gary, we sat down at the table. He had been enormously successful. But I always found that when I sat with him, I learned something. So we sit down to have lunch and Gary asks me, what are your goals for this year? And, you know, what are you going to reward yourself with when you call? Show them to me. Show me your goals. Let's get a pen. He calls the server over with a pen, a piece of paper. And uh, I'm, I'm like, ah, well, I haven't really thought about them. And he said, it's March. I will leave out what he said as an adjective to drive home his point. It's March. You're already three months into the year and you haven't. And in fact, you know what? You can pay the bill. I'm leaving. Don't ever invite me for lunch again. And he gets to walk up and walk out of the table. And I was like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. I thought we were buddies. He said, we are buddies if you learn how to set bloody goals. And I, I thought it was quite interesting and I, I've never forgotten it. And I very promptly that evening went back to my hotel, licking my wounds because I'd been called out. Plus, he was a good customer. And, um, and he was successful. You know, he had that. It's not just luck when you've done it a couple of times. He had some sort of methodology. So I very promptly wrote down my goals. And, and I'll never forget where I wrote them because I do it now every year. And I look at those goals pretty much daily. Um, and I then started to read books. And I started to listen to podcasts around goal setting. And I, I started to figure out what George's methodology would be around setting goals. And I will tell you, it was, a, it was really a defining moment in setting those goals and then measuring them on a regular basis and really holding yourself accountable to achieving those goals and adjusting them. 
Because you might have a goal in there that it's just not going to work out if you go after that. It might take you away from your other goals. So it's not this thing that you set and you, you look at it at the end of the year. And I remember another moment where I learned about leading and lagging indicators. And it was uh, Mr. David Little, a former alumni here in the Conquer Local podcast that introduced me to a concept called the four disciplines of execution. And, you know, it's a really simple concept. It's, you know, you figure out what you want to achieve. Then you figure out what you're going to measure to show that you're moving towards that goal of achievement. Then you put it into a methodology where you you, you have a dashboard or you have like a, a whiteboard where you write down the score and how you're tracking to the goal and you follow that thing rigorously. Like you have the discipline to look at it all the time and you have the self-awareness to not lie to yourself when you're missing the mark. So when, you know, the one goal I don't like is a personal goal. Um, a person, because the problem with personal goals is we never tell anybody about them and we have no accountability. We're just accountable to ourselves and what we'll do because we're not really all that hard on ourselves, are we? Because we love ourselves. But if we're really going to truly love ourselves, we have to have that. And that's why some people will use a business coach or an accountability coach. Or if we're doing, you know, we want to lose weight, we bring in a personal trainer. You know, all of those items are, are key. So when I was reading through the book on the four disciplines of execution, I found that that putting it out there, having that dashboard where you have the metrics and then you have the regular cadence of looking at it and, and you adjust maybe your approach to make sure that you're getting the outcome that you desire. So there's a number of pieces of this. The first thing is, is don't set too many bloody goals because you'll never get them. And, and we found this as we started to move the four D's of execution, the four disciplines of execution into our organization. You know, I read the book. It came from a mentor and a friend and somebody that I admire. And I'm like, we're going to do this in true George Lee style. We're going to do it tomorrow. Um, and it took us three or four months to figure out exactly how to move that program and make it work. And I give a lot of credit to uh, Tiffany Pennycook, who's worked with me over a number of years, and she, she helped be the keeper of this process. So the first thing is identify your goal. What do you want to achieve? And I'm going to give you an analog. The goal that we want to achieve is we want to lose 50 pounds. And the reason why I like using this, and I know that it's overused. Oh, it's the lose weight thing again. Oh God, how does this apply to me? I want to build a hundred million dollar company. The reason why I like this as an analog for us to study is the, the losing the weight, the way that you check that is by looking at the scale and it's either, oh shit or oh great. And if that's the only measure that we look at, it's an important measure because it's the ultimate goal but it's not the only measure that we look at on a weekly basis or even on a daily basis or an hourly basis. What we should be looking for are the leading measures that impact that goal. The leading measures in this case are how much calories are you burning and how much calories are you consuming? And then what is inside each one of those calories? That's the term empty calories. And for myself, who has been massively overweight in my life, I learned a lot about that stuff. And um, I also learned about the oh yay or oh shit, because that happened. But the minute that we started focusing on what are you consuming and what are you burning, that's when the thing actually became oh yay more often, when I looked at that, that number and moving towards the goal. So every goal that we set, we have to figure out what the leading indicators are. And then keep in mind, we have to put it somewhere where we look at it a lot. 
And it's, it's like right in front of us and it's reminding. That's why I like whiteboards. It's a little old school, right? Because we could just put it on a computer monitor, but then you're going to have to have some sort of technology to update the computer monitor all the time. So the whiteboard is you write down the goal, you write down the leading indicators, and then you update them every day. And it's something that you walk by every day. And, and you've heard me in previous broadcasts talk about vision boards, where if you really want the new F-150 half ton, you put a picture of it up on the wall and you visualize it and you actually think about what it's going to be like when you drive it into your driveway or when you first get into that car and you smell the new car smell. And what your neighbors are going to say when you're driving a new vehicle, like, oh, that sure is a nice new vehicle. And, you, and it's the visualization of the goal. That stuff's all really important as well. And I believe by having that dashboard, you can really start to visualize the achievement of the goal. So the, the first piece is we want to figure out what the goal is. We don't want to set too many of them. And then we're going to, the other thing I found to be quite powerful is to have you know, short-term and long-term goals. Some people call the long-term goals where we're thinking three to five years, those are big, hairy, audacious goals. And the reason why I like setting those, like I, I'm going to live in Italy and that's going to be where I'm going to retire on this beautiful beach that I've actually had the privilege of standing on. Like I, that's a big, hairy, audacious goal, but I believe that I can get there in five years. And the reason why I like that is because you're always pushing forward. Goal setting is a... It's a methodology. It's, a, it's something you've got to practice. It's something you've got to, it's a craft. It's a skill that you have to adopt. So you've got big, hairy, audacious goals. You've got one-year goals. You've got quarterly goals. And maybe you even have a goal for this week, this day, and this hour. And I remember about five years ago coming into one of our teams and saying, okay, we're going to set three goals. And I, re and I remember one of my colleagues saying, only three? We should be able to get a lot more stuff done in the week than just three. And I guess my point is, goals are not tasks. Goals are things that move your overall vision and strategy forward. And remember that old adage of how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. <laughs> so what we're doing here is we're eating the big elephant goal one bite at a time. And that's why I get down. It might even be hourly where we're setting, okay, in this hour, I'm not going to eat a donut um, because that's not going to get me to my goal. Like something just as simple as, but sometimes just that little victory, you've heard umpteen guests on this broadcast talk about persistence wears down resistance. Make that one more call. That's what I'm talking about. Just make that one more call. Um, that might be your goal. So first off, we've got set the goal. The second piece is hold yourself accountable to the goal. The third piece is the leading indicators that you're going to measure on a regular basis to make sure that you're moving towards the goal. And then broadcasting that and, and that level of accountability. Now, you may be the most disciplined human being on earth. Congratulations in that. Most people are not. So that's why having that accountability coach is so important. What I've found is I have goals that I'll never reach. And I've thought them out. I know what the leading indicator is. I know what the lagging indicator is that will show me that I'm getting close to the goal. But I've never told anybody about them because I have fear that I won't be able to have the rigor to achieve the leading indicators. So this is the process of setting the goals, figuring out what the leading indicators are. And then, I'm going to quote Mr. Tony Robbins now, you have to give yourself permission to succeed. 
And this is where you have to find that inner fear. What is my inner fear? So I, I'm going to go back to the weight loss thing because I've struggled with it. I consider myself to be an expert on it. So here it is. What if I fail and I can't lose the 20 pounds? What if it magically comes back because I start eating Big Macs again? You know, it, it's that fear of, I've been down this road before. This is something that I've wanted to achieve for a long time and I failed over it. Why would I want, well, here's the reason why you might want to. You're going to die. But we all we don't always have that motivation. I'm speaking to this from experience. If I continued to walk around at 365 pounds, I was going to die. Like that was just going to happen. It doesn't have to be a life or death moment, but you do need to get leverage on yourself. So the leverage is the important piece. What is the success? What does success mean? And what am I going to reward myself with? Or what does failure mean? And what does it really mean? Because if you continue to fail at a certain, like, it might be, you might get fired. If you do not achieve this goal and have the rigor to measure the things that you're doing, because your boss clearly articulated that you have to hit your quota or you're not going to be working here anymore. All right, well, I better reverse engineer this shit and figure out what are the steps that I'm going to make to keep my job. Or it might be something that you just want to accomplish. Like I really would like to renovate my backyard. What are the goals going to be? Well, I'm going to have some sprinkl underground sprinklers and they're going to be on a timer so I never have to move a sprinkler again. Um, or I'm going to have a beautiful lawn that my neighbors are envious of. And, you know, maybe they'll reach over the fence and say, boy, how did you get your lawn to be that beautiful? I can't accomplish. Like whatever your motivation might be. And by the way, the motivation that you think up when you, when you craft the goal might not be the motivation that gets you to the goal. So this is where you might have to change some of your tactics to get to that goal. So let's back out of this again. We're going to set some goals. Number one, don't set too many. You will fail. Number two, when you set the lagging indicator that you reached the goal, figure out what those leading indicators are. And this is the hardest part. There are numerous books written on this. I love The Four Disciplines of Execution. That's a great book. There also is Measure What Matters by John Dewar which is objective key results. So you have the objective that you're trying, you're trying to achieve, and then you have key results that you're going to measure that map to that objective. Same thing, right? You're sitting here going, whoa, those are the two same things. And this is what we arrived at in our organization. We were already down the road in sales with the four disciplines of execution. And then R&D came forward, Jesse Rettle. I love Jesse, great guy, one of our VPs. And Jesse said, I really like objectives and key results. That's what R&D is going to use. And, you know, I'm a team player. Sales moved to what R&D was doing because it's the same bloody thing. You have an objective, you have a key result, you put a time on it that you're going to achieve it by, you're going to measure it on a regular basis, you're going to have the discipline to adjust things, the tactics that you're deploying to get to that key result that ultimately achieves the objective. So a couple of pieces of homework from this episode. Number one, make a decision that you're going to set some goals. Don't let the Gary in your life call you out because you don't have goals for another year. This is the year that you're going to make the purposeful decision that I'm going to have goals. And not just that I'm going to have goals. I'm going to work to achieve them. And I'm going to set them. So I'm going to set them and here's my goals for next week. Here's my goals for next month. Here's my goals for next quarter. And here's the goals that I'm going to achieve this year. If you want to go as far as setting a big, hairy, audacious goal, do that too. 
Your second piece of homework is you're going to read either Four Disciplines of Execution or uh, Measure What Matters by John Dewar or both. And you're going to learn about the methodology of goal setting around leading and lagging indicators, the dashboard idea, and all that is, is you're going to clearly articulate where you're mapping to the goals. And no bullshit, no lying in there. You're going to have the rigor to put the right information there and then hold yourself accountable. Number three, don't set too many. Because we all live in a whirlwind. And here, we might actually have a couple of whirlwinds, by the way. So my whirlwind is work. So I've got this whirlwind of all the things that I'm doing that's just work, right? And that doesn't count in your goal setting. You're going to have to do that stuff. You're going to have fires that are going to come up. You're going to have to put out. Then you've got a whirlwind, which is called your personal life. And your personal life might be where your significant other says, you've actually spent 62 minutes engaged in conversation with me. Oh, by the way, 42 minutes of that, you're on your phone. Okay. So trying to reach your goal while that whirlwind is going on, where you're being held accountable that you're not engaged with your partner, that might not work out for you. And then the third might be where you've got family or friends or so you've got another whirlwind or maybe you volunteer. Good on you. That's a whirlwind, too, that can suck up your time. And this is why not setting too many goals is really important in the ultimate outcome of being successful. (laughs) That's why we set goals. We don't set goals to not hit them. What the hell would we do that? We set goals to have a chance of achieving them, but we have to put a framework underneath that we, we listen to people who've failed. We listen to people that have succeeded. We read books of people that we might be able to have some models that we can follow. So don't set too many. And then adjust the tactics and don't be afraid to just adjust the leading measures because it might change. They might change. And the way that you'll know that is if you're way off on your leading measures, maybe you took too big of a bite out of the elephant and you're going to have indigestion or, you know, the elephant's going to kick you because it's just too bloody big. Take a smaller bite, get a win. And I, I find that, you know, we're, we're actually pretty good at celebrating a win, but we have to be reminded. And I just had this happen to me in my real life, which is leading the sales organization at this fabulous tech company that I work with. And um, I noticed that one of our sales teams whose job is to make 100 calls a day and get told no 98 times. Maybe not always 98 times, but really it's about a 10, 10% success rate. And what would happen is when one of those warriors would come over to celebrate the win, when they finally got a yes and they booked a presentation and, and you know, it, it aligns with our ideal customer profile, they feel good that that's a fit. Like it's a qualified lead. They would come over and maybe because they were just beat up and we have a bell and they would just kind of tickle it. And I, and I stopped for a moment. I'm like, hang on a second. <laughs> You folks have the hardest bloody job in the building. When you are successful, I want you to ring that. I I actually will bolt it back on the wall if I have to, if you ring that bell to the point where it falls off the wall. And, you know, it's it's an analog that you need to celebrate the wins. You need to get your mind in a positive mind state. We've had a number of our guests over the last four years speak about this. It's a mental game. And setting goals is a mental game. You've got this goal you're going to achieve at the end of the year, and there are stages and there are pieces that you're going to go through, and there will be wins and there will be losses around the, along the way. So celebrating those wins and continuing to prove to yourself that, oh, I, yeah, I hit that. Now, the, the thing, I'll tell you the tool that I used back when Gary challenged me at that lunch, 
and ask me where my goals were, it is a, just a sophisticated piece of technology. It's the Notes app inside my iPhone. It's like the peanut of the nut world. Like you just take it for granted. So that notes thing is where I keep my goals. Super sophisticated piece of technology. And at the beginning of the year, I write down the goal and I put it in bold. And then beside it, I write the date that I'm going to achieve it by. And then I, underneath that, I put in the, the, the thought process around what's the lead indicators that I'm going to measure. And then I go to that notes thing every day. What I like about the notes app on your phone, I don't know if you've noticed this, human beings always have their phones. Like we take them everywhere. The reason that this is important, it's, it gives you the ability to always look at it and it gives you the ability to have that. So it's not just the whiteboard dashboard thing I was talking about 16 minutes ago. It's, you can go to that thing anytime. And as soon as you build that habit, the habit of, oh, I do cardio every morning for 25 minutes and I'm on a bike, pretty easy for me to pop open the notes app and have a look at where I'm tracking towards my goals. Here's the other thing is, let's say you lose for a while and you're not tracking towards the goal, you forgot to open the notes app, the whirlwind got you. The whirlwind gets you all the time. And that's why you don't hit the goals. There's two reasons. You don't hit the goals you didn't set. And you don't hit the goals where you get distracted by life. And the reason that we write it down and we put it in this rigor and maybe we have an accountability coach is it brings us back to checking the bloody things again and reminding ourselves why they're so important. The reason why I like the notes app, and you could use anything that you want, but I can go back in the notes app to five years ago and see all of the goals that I have crushed in that time. And by crushing it, like I mark that thing in bold and I put a line through it and I actually cheer, like give myself a fist pump when I crush that, like celebrate winning because then you beget more winning. It's an amazing phenomenon. But when you are in that right mindset and you look back, you go, no, I, I'm going to get this goal because I, look at all these goals that I got that were even harder than this one. I just have to kind of move the whirlwind off to the side. I have to stop scrolling on my phone. I have to stop playing Fortnite or whatever is the big game online that people are playing right now. I have to stop listening to so many Conquer Local podcasts. Well, maybe not stop that. I hope that this has been valuable for you. Um, by the way, there is a ton of failure in all of these lessons that I'm throwing forward, either from the authors that I've read, from the conferences that I've been to where I've saw amazing keynote speakers that talk about goal setting, to the weekend I spent with Tony Robbins live in San Jose where he's one of the best at this. And what I like about Tony is it's he almost just assumes that you have a goal and he almost just assumes where he calls you out on is getting leverage. Get le because he, he gets it down to this real binary thing. Goal setting is about pain or pleasure. It's about, I'm going to set this goal because I want to get this euphoric high from achieving the goal. Or I want to set this goal because I want to stop this behavior. Or I want to stop this trend of this bad thing that's going to happen to me. So by getting that leverage is a really important piece. But by no means is this a pontification just directly from my small little brain. This is a culmination of years of failure. And I, and I want to call it out. You're probably going to fail on more goals than you're going to succeed. But imagine how many goals you're going to fail on that you never set. To quote the amazing philosopher Wayne Gretzky, you miss all the shots that you don't take. 
My name is George Lee. Thanks for joining me for the Conquer Local podcast as we get ready for the Roaring Twenties. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast with your host, George Lee. Executive producers are Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Danny Mario. Audio engineering, sound lounge by T-Bone. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Produced by Colleen McGrath. 